Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let me ask you a question. Running a business is very, very stressful. Do you feel it as you get a little older? Do you feel the pains and the stresses of running a business? Is it catching up to you? Well, stay tuned for today. Maybe even grab a notepad and a pen because our guest today, uh, once again, is Dr. Jerry Kornfeld, and he is uh, Ask Dr. Jerry. You may know of him by that name, by seeing him on TV shows. Uh, he's been uh, talking with Vistage groups, Vistage Worldwide, uh, cruise ships, boomers, uh, and senior groups. Uh, he's been talking uh, uh, for a long time about your health, your questions, taking care of yourself. And today we're focusing again on your 100-year heart. Living to 100 with quality. Dr. Jerry has a book out called Your 100-Year Heart, available on Amazon. And we're going to talk about some tips, ideas, and precautions for you so that you can take care of that heart. Dr. Jerry, welcome to the show. Well, it's great to be back, Bill. Great to have you back. How you been? Doing very well, and I hope all is well at the Bill Black World. Everything is great. Thank you very much for asking. Um, let's get into the, the topic. Before we get into that, we always like to have our guests uh, get a feeling for uh, who you are, Dr. Jerry, although many of them have heard you before on the show. Uh, give us a refresher. Um, who are you? What have you been doing all of your life? And, and how, what brought you to where you are today? Oh, absolutely. Before I have to do that, I'm a family physician. Uh, I've spent the past almost 40 years in the trenches of clinical medicine. Uh, I just retired recently from UCLA Medical School. Where I taught the freshman medical students uh, the art of doctoring, which was how to communicate with patients. Uh, plus, I've done uh, the television shows that you mentioned. I'm the author of a book. Uh, my life has been dedicated to seeing patients, as I described, in the trenches of clinical medicine. And from that, I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot. And I'm now sharing all that information with uh, all the various audiences that you mentioned, the cruise ships, the Vistage audiences, the senior groups, um, and it gives me a great deal of pleasure to be able to do an Ask Dr. Jerry segment. We have questions. Um, one of the big complaints people have today about doctors' offices is that they only get about 10 minutes with the doctor. Well, I tell my audience, especially my Vistage audiences, they got three hours with me uh, ask the questions. So uh, that's what I do, and I'm very excited to be able to share that Ask Dr. Jerry segment with your program. That's great, and we're, pl we're pleased to have you. This is a, a segment that we promote regularly, to Ask Dr. Jerry. It's very exciting to have you on the show because, you know, let's face it, uh, we, we hear about uh, people building up great businesses, but sometimes it takes a toll on their health and their life, and they need to have a good quality of life to enjoy what they've built up. So, you know, they need to, they need to think about this. 
Absolutely, Bill. And I tell my audiences, I ask the question, what is your most important asset? And most business people think about their business from the financial perspective being their most important asset. Well, obviously, the answer is your health. Without your health, all the wealth you accumulate, the cars, the homes, the vacations, are not going to have any value. So the most important asset for every businessman, for everybody in the world, obviously, is their health. And that's what I am dedicated to share my information and knowledge with all of those folks. Now, you know, as I've noticed something out there, I'm sure we, we've all seen it. People are, are younger at an older age these days. They, they feel like, you know what, I'm 65. I sure don't feel like, um, like it looked like my dad felt when he was 65 or my mom felt when she was 65. I feel younger at an older age. Um, but internally, uh, what's going on internally? I mean, how, how, how have people... Uh, sustained and, and lived longer besides advances in medical technology and all those types of things? Are they taking better care of themselves in general, do you think? Well, there's a couple of answers. First of all, you hit the nail right on the head. There's just no question about it. You look at your grandmother. Um, she was old at 50. Grandmothers today at 80 don't even look like 80. So we say the 80-year-old today is equivalent to the 50-year-old uh, a couple of generations ago. We are living longer. A lot of it has to do with, with the lifestyle change. A lot of it has to do with the advances we have in medicine. A lot of it has to do with the learning that we have about the role that lifestyle plays in keeping you healthy and well. So. It is not, not that uncommon to find uh, people who advance in age, even up to the 80s, 90s, uh, still having bodies that are not uh, at that age as it was uh, in the last generation. We're living longer. And by the way, Bill, we're just at the tip of the iceberg with age. And I've got a lot of interesting information that if we have time today, I'll share about what's aging is concerned. But heart disease is still our number one killer. And as I spoke last time I was on your show, it frustrates me. And that's the reason I wrote the book, to see young folks, especially young men in their 50s, uh, having a heart attack, when in fact we know that this disease, that's our number one killer, is a preventable disease. So in so many cases, people are walking down the path that they themselves have stimulated their heart disease. So that's what, let's still talk about that stuff this morning. Yeah, and part, you know, part of that is the, the prevalence of um, when you're busy, when you're a busy business owner, uh, you are, I am, we all are out there. Uh, we don't always have time to treat ourselves properly. We might skip lunch or we might drive through for lunch uh, a place where, you know, the, the food is easy and quick and we feel like, okay, at least I put something in my body. But uh, that's what, what I think we need to give our listeners some tips on, Dr. Jerry, is how bad that can be for you, how that doesn't help, uh, and uh, and some tips and ideas for them so that they can have better habits on what they put in their body and how they treat themselves. Absolutely, Bill. And I, I talk about, and I've been doing this for many, many years, I talk about my acronym for good long health. And I use the acronym of DEA, you know, not the Drug Enforcement Agency, but the acronym DEA is a secret. And I mean this very sincerely. After years of research and study, I've come to the conclusion that the secret for long life and good health is that acronym DEA. The D stands for diet, and we're going to talk about that right now, the diet is very important. The foods you put in your body literally play a role in this longevity. The E stands for exercise. Um, I have just a strong exercise advocate, and people hear exercise, they panic. You don't have to join a gym. I'll talk about the better way. And the A, the last one is your attitude. You put those three together, you have a long life. So let's start with the first one. Let's start with diet, okay? 
Let's mm-hmm. talk about let's talk about the role that the diet plays. The exciting thing is the timing is perfect for this segment because I have been waiting. I knew about this study, and I've been waiting um, a long time for the study to finally be released. And it just was released by Harvard, and it was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. They have established without any hesitation that those who follow a correct diet, that the food they put in their mouth has a very significant role in not only heart disease but in longevity. So the diet that we are all very excited about and we have been promoting, and I promoted it in my book several years ago, the so-called Mediterranean diet. People say, well, what is a Mediterranean diet? Well, this study, by the way, listen to these statistics. This study has been going on for 30 years, doing research on more than 130,000 people. Now, you want to talk about a gigantic study, specifically on the point of the role of the foods you put in your body and what they have on longevity. The conclusion, lean protein equals long life. Now, what does that mean? What is lean protein? You hear all these things. Well, my job is to try to explain to you what these mean. Lean protein means foods such as chicken, fish, nuts, as compared to foods that are high in red meat, eggs, and dairy products. Now, I know this is a very difficult thing for many people to absorb, but as I mentioned last time I was on your show, the studies now absolutely, absolutely inconclusively show a role of red meat, and it's a dangerous role. So, lean protein in your diet. You want to make sure that you do not eat something called saturated fats. Now, you may have heard a lot of these terms, and I'll try to explain them all. Saturated fat, by definition, is a solid fat at room temperature. So, margarine, Crisco, lard, butter, all those things, solid at room temperature. And, of course, all of the meats, the fat in the meat is saturated fat. The protein that you want to take in should be in the form of unsaturated fat. An unsaturated fat, by definition, is a liquid at room temperature. So you think of olive oil, mazola oil, canola oil, all of those oils. Those are the good fats. Lean protein versus saturated fat protein is absolutely the secret. So what does that mean? Start increasing the fish, because not only do we have that lean protein effect, we have the omega-3 effect, the antioxidant effect, which is also a very, very exciting area. I mean, I wish I had a couple of hours I'd go into all these in more detail, but you want to increase the antioxidants, the omega-3s, and you get that from fish, you get it from nuts, you get it from chicken. The dairy product thing is also something that's very important. Dairy products are high in saturated fat. So what you do, and there's certainly many of these available, you switch to the low to non-fat. You can get non-fat milk. You can get non-fat cheese. You get all these non-fat products. You switch to the non-fat products, and you accomplish it. So absolutely, number one, DEA, your diet, the foods you put in your body are absolutely vital to not only preventing heart disease but for a long life. You know, and you mentioned in there that uh, that's an interesting uh, explanation of the saturated versus unsaturated. That makes it a lot easier for people to figure out. Is it solid at room temperature? Then it's a saturated fat. Is it liquid at room temperature? It's unsaturated. That's the first time I've heard that. Correct. 
That's very important. You got, you got, what happens to most people is that we're sort of conditioned responders. For everything we've done, we've been conditioned to respond to. And we walk into a restaurant, and we order foods because we like them, because they taste good. We don't think about the possible harm they have to have. You've got to. You have to. And I know it's just difficult because it's, some people, it's a great pleasure for having a lot of these foods. But you've got to think about what harm is it doing to my body. Now, I, I realize that uh, pleasure is something we all like. We don't want to take it away. And people say, I love a good steak. Well, I say, okay, I'm not going to tell you to stop eating it. I was going to say, just strongly recommend you decrease the frequency of what you take in your body. Very important. Is there, is there a safe rule for that? I think you, before you might have said, uh, you know, once a week, once a month. I can't remember exactly what it was. I'm, I'm tr- I've tried to cut mine down quite a bit. Yeah, that's very subjective. Uh, what I'm doing is, you know, I, I prefer that you really cut it down uh, as frequently, uh, infrequently as you can. So once a month to me would be ideal. People come in, oh, i got to have a steak. Well, just remember, when you're taking that saturated fat and the marbling of the steak is a saturated fat, people say to me, well, I trim all the fat off the outside before I cook it or eat it. I say, excuse me, you're eating, I'm sure, a choice or prime piece of meat. What makes a choice or prime is the marbling. That's the saturated fat. So it's a very, I, I prefer you didn't have it at all. But if you're going to have it, just decrease the frequency as much as you can, as much as you can. And when they do have it, I mean, does cutting off the, obviously cutting off the fat around the, the edges uh, trims it down some. But what you're saying is it's, it's built in. It's built into wow. the marbling. And that's, so you can't get rid of all of it or else it's not much of a piece of meat. Exactly. And, and you know, it's, trimming the fat off the side is a nice uh, exercise in, in doing nothing because you, the saturated fat <laughs> that you're eating is going to be where the harm is coming from. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So chicken, fish, and nuts are, are the, main, the main areas. Now, I've heard things like, you know, when you, when you cook chicken, let's say a lot of people, obviously summertime, barbecuing and that type of thing, the, one of the worst things you can do is cook chicken with the skin on and burn it and eat that because that can cause... Uh, that can cause cancer. Is that true? Have you heard that? Those, those. Well, uh... the, the saturated fats play a role in all diseases. The specific role that it has. The, the, the studies that were done were on the barbecuing itself, and the process of barbecuing was increasing the possibility of of, of, of cancers. But I, I've, I've seen no specific studies. I've seen a lot of generalized studies. But it's most most important to realize when you're eating chicken. That chicken in itself, if you ever cleaned a chicken, and I've had the experience of, of, of cleaning uh, chickens, uh, there, are, there is a lot of fat in a chicken. So you want to trim all the fat off the chicken, and yes, you want to take the skin off. Because people say, well, I, I take the skin off before I eat it. Too late. When you've cooked it with the skin on, the saturated fat is permeating itself right into the meat of the chicken. So chicken is great. Turkey breast, chicken breast, turkey breast, don't eat the dark meat. Also very good, uh, but trim all the fat off before you have it. Fish is the best source of protein. And again, the best source of omega-3s, antioxidants. And the number one fish, and I say this over and over again, is salmon. It's a fatty fish, and you want to increase your fatty fish as much as you can. Fatty fishes are the highest in the omega-3s, and we now want antioxidants. We feel very strongly that one of the things, uh, one of the reasons we may be living longer is because we are increasing the antioxidants in our diet. Oxidation is a process, and we see it every time we see rust on a pipe. Well, think about your cells are rusting. Oxidation is the process. 
that goes on every time oxygen comes into a cell. And we have electrolytes. I want to get two details. But just understand that you do not want the cells to oxidize because that's the aging and the rust process. The antioxidants, which our body makes profusely as we are younger, start to decrease as we get older. So you want to increase the antioxidants. And there's all kinds of, of ways of getting antioxidants. And most of them come from the diet. I prefer that you get it from the food, but you can get them from a couple of vitamins like E and C. But I prefer the foods for the antioxidants. But no question, number one on my DEA mm -hmm. is foods you put in your body. So, so important. How about, Dr. Jerry, how about the, the men and women that are at work? They're, you know, they're hard charging. They're, they're at work. They don't have time to leave for lunch. What should they bring from home that would be a good, healthy snack for them? Any food that is going to be obviously low in saturated fat. So you think of the unsaturated fat. The most common food that people bring, they make sandwiches for the kids, is, is tuna salad. Great sandwich because tuna is a very, very high uh, in the antioxidants. The only careful thing you have to be about tuna is uh, the mercury issue with fish, by the way, is acid. I tell people to eat a lot of fish. I always have the comment, well, how much, how much mercury am I going to get? And I say, based upon uh, federal government's regulations, the risk of mercury poisoning really is limited to two populations. Number one are women who are potentially can get pregnant because during pregnancy the mercury can, mercury can find its way into the fetus. And number two are teenage children because during the growth of their long bones, during the period that they're going through that stage, mercury also can find its way into the long bone. So those are the two populations that I say, okay, be a little careful about mercury. But for the rest of us adults, if you're not a woman who is in a childbearing age, not a teenage kid, uh, tuna is great. All of the fish types, of sardines, all of the fish, especially the fatty fishes, are great. Uh, and then uh, there's all kinds of cheeses that are non-fat, which are a good protein source. Uh, and this, it, this, all the foods that I talked about, as far as snacks, fruits and nuts are the best snack there are. I keep on my desk a, a bowl of, um, of almonds. Uh, dry roasted nut, almonds. By the way, nuts, you want to be dry roasted. You don't want to have the fatty nuts. You want to have dry roasted and limited salt because salt plays a great role with high blood pressure. So a great snack to have on your desk are uh, nuts. And they okay. sit there, and, and especially the almonds, the dry roasted almonds, just a great, great food snack. Okay, terrific. Thank you. Thanks for that. Now, there you mentioned uh, uh, in the DEA formula, the second is exercise and the third is attitude. Do we want to spend some time on those as well today? Absolutely, because number two, exercise. Uh, another, it's just amazing the timing of this broadcast because there's not a day that goes by that I don't do research for all my talks. And just another great, great uh, publication just came out, uh, published in a major journal, following 123,000 people. These studies, as they're coming in now, have been going on for a long time. The volume of patients in there are phenomenal. And again, they proved what I have been saying, saying over and over again for the years. Exercise is absolutely one of the most important aspects in longevity and good health. And when I say exercise, people right away say, well, I don't have time to go running. I don't have time to go join a gym. Forget about that. We don't ask you to do that. All we say to you is 30 minutes of walking. You don't have to buy any special equipment. 
just a good pair of walking shoes, 30 minutes of walking a day will satisfy the criteria of the American Heart Association for exercise. Now, I don't mean walking and strolling and just looking at the stars in the evening, which is not a bad idea, but walking sort of briskly. People say, well, what is a, a brisk walk? Well, have you ever been late for work or late for an appointment and you're walking to catch up? Well, walking sort of rapidly. But do it what's comfortable. Do it what's comfortable. And by the way, people say, how about age? Uh, there's a lot of misinformation. This is part of my whole series about living to 100 with quality. There's so much misinformation about what you could do at a certain age. We spend so much of our time worrying about the numbers after our name. I tell my audiences, absolutely, do not let your life be guided by the two numbers. They do not control your destiny. Your physical and mental condition controls your destiny. So I say exercise. And we know now that no matter what age you start the exercise, it's going to be beneficial. You often hear people, well, I'm too old to start that. Nonsense. This study included in it a study of people over age 60. And it had them walking 15 minutes a day. And they compared those who did not have any exercise, and they found out that there was at least a 25 to 30% decreased incidence in mortality over the number of years the study was on in those who did a minimal of 15 minutes of exercise a day. I prefer 30 minutes, but if for some reason you can't do it, at least get in 15 minutes of a walk. Try to do it every day if you can, but any exercise is better than none. You want to join a gym? Great. I have no reason to stop it. Uh, you want to check with your doctor for any reason you can't do it? Fine. But there's always exercise, no matter what your situation. You can be using a walker. You could be in a wheelchair. You could be bedridden. There are always exercises that you can do to help increase longevity. But exercise, long life, absolutely a synopsis. Every study done. Year after year, continues to demonstrate those who exercise live longer. So that's number if, two. If Diet. you're just joining us, if you're just joining us. I'm talking to Dr. Jerry Kornfeld of Ask Dr. Jerry Feynman. Dr. Jerry is uh, sharing some great tips on us on how we can have a, a good, long, productive, healthy life, living to 100 with quality. And so we've talked about diet and exercise. Let's talk about attitude. Number three, attitude. We, we really have not paid a lot of attention to positive thoughts and positive attitude uh, in medicine. Uh, but now recently, with all the work that's being done um, with the psychoneuroimmunology people, that's a, a big term, PNI, we call it abbreviation. But PNI is a new research group at the major uh, centers around the world that is looking de deliberately at the role that your thoughts play on your immune system. We know our immune system is responsible for keeping us healthy. It puts out a cell called a T cell, which is the vital cell. It's like a white blood cell. That cell attacks the enemy. So your body has this built-in system. You get a virus, you get a bacteria, you get an allergy, you get malignancies. The body immediately releases the T cells, and the T cell's job is to kill the enemy in your body. It goes out there and does it. Well, we are now learning that your positive thoughts have a direct impact, a direct impact on your immune system. 
Study after study has been done by these psychoneuroimmunology people demonstrating the relationship of the stress hormones and disease and how positive thoughts absolutely eliminate them. So attitude is key. Attitude is key. I once interviewed a, a group of uh, centenarians asking them what the commonality was. Uh, there was no common thing. That they, they, all, they didn't all go to the doctor. They didn't all take pills. But there was one commonality. They all had a positive attitude. All these folks over when they age 100, they laughed. They joked. They didn't take life too seriously. They didn't obsess on their health. They all had major health illnesses. They all had major problems, cancer, heart disease, etc. But they did not obsess on it. They accepted the reality. They dealt with it. They went on their lives, on with their lives, and they're laughing and smiling. So a positive attitude is absolutely vital to longevity. And I summarize the DEA from all of the other factors that are out there. And I say, life is too complicated to have to memorize everything doctors tell you. But if you walk away from this uh, interview today, and the only thing you take is DEA with you, I will have accomplished my goal. Diet, exercise, attitude, all boils down to lifestyle. And we have now learned that lifestyle is the key, absolutely key. We used to think that your longevity is based upon your heredity, based upon your genes. If your father lived to be only 50 from a heart attack, there's good chances statistically it's going to happen to you. Well, we now think that because of these things called telomeres, which are the caps on the tip of the chromosome that are involved in the aging process, and we now know that telomeres, uh, this is a little technical, but just remember that these things sit like shoelace plastic tips. They sit mm -hmm. on the tip of the chromosomes to protect the chromosome. Every time a chromosome uh, separates or a chromosome uh, and, and the, with the DNA uh, and the cell uh, dies and no one replaces it, well, these telomeres shrink a little bit. And we have now learned that telomere length is a predictor of death. So as the telomeres shrink, your cells start to die, and then the cells die. Well, all the research now is seeing how can we keep the telomeres long, or not shrink. And mm -hmm. great, great research coming up with that same thing. Lifestyle plays a role here, too. They've measured telomeres. They've done it in a group of, of, of various patients. And those who have a positive lifestyle have longer telomeres. So I know it's a lot of information, but, you know, I'm just so excited about sharing this stuff with you. Uh, I want to get everything I can in, in a short period of time. Well, that's what I do during my talk. So uh, you have some time. I'd be more than happy to come speak with, with your group. It's all about, Bill, and I'll summarize it very simply. It's all about lifestyle. DEA, the food you put in your body, the exercise, and your attitude, and you walk away with that, I will have accomplished my goal. Well, that's great information for all of our listeners, and you make it very simple for us to uh, to understand and, and boil it down so that we can actually take action, take it home, talk about it with our families. Hey, spread the word uh, on DEA and the importance of diet, exercise, and attitude with your family, and do, do some good today out there, everybody. And Dr. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us. Now, you have, again, uh, let's uh, talk about your book. Your book is called Your 100-Year Heart. And Correct. it's available on Amazon. And uh, please, uh, also, if you'd like to go to uh, askdrjerry.com, uh, you can find out more about Dr. Jerry Kornfeld. And even uh, feel free to 
uh, ask him a question because that's what he's there for. Thanks so much for helping out our listeners today, Dr. Jerry. It's been great. My email address, because I also am open to emails. The email is kjbkorn at AOL. kjbkorn at AOL. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Terrific. Thanks so much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. <laughs> 